basketball analysis with over 70 years combined experience. This is the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast. NBA, some college, a little bit of everything. You know, what can I say? But it wasn't going to happen here with him. I was okay with it because it wasn't about talent, I didn't think. All right, let's get right to it. Let's get to it, guys. It's time for the Bob Ryan, Jeff Goodman, Tangway Along for the Ride podcast, Zoomcast, whoever you consume it, we do appreciate it. Driven by our partners at Bet Online, the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info, and by our friends at Athletic Greens, feel better, look better with Athletic Greens. Let's get to some big news, guys, off the top. Uh, was there a Simmons sighting? Oh, my God. Does he? It, 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 can he play? Uh, he was actually in a Brooklyn Nets uniform, played for the Nets last night, six points, four rebounds, five assists, said that he felt good after the game. Your thoughts, Bob, on uh, the return of Mr. Simmons? I'm trying to decide if I do owe him a public apology. I don't know yet. Uh, <laughs> do I owe him a public apology? Having you know seen more stuff from him, I was reading, been reading the New York papers and they've been gushing all over him uh, and uh, as far as what he's going to contribute to the Nets. Nash has been slobbering all over how wonderful he's going to be and everything else. And Simmons is talking about, you know, the whole mental health thing is what I'm getting at. If it's simply a matter of a legitimate mental health issue that, that, that he has, that he, that, 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 you know, put him on the outs in Philadelphia and not just being a jerk, then I obviously owe him an apology. Are we prepared to go that far, Jeff, that say we, 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 we're just going to lay it on that and, and, and he's got no, you know, we, we don't have any culpability here on him and his, on, you know, his behavior? I wasn't as harsh on him as you were, you know. I, I don't know if I owe him a public apology like you do, Bob, but um, I, listen, I think part of it was the, the mental health and I think part of it was the back injury. I do. I mean, obviously – I think he would have been out there uh, in the Boston series if, if, if he could have been. And he felt a lot of guys these days are kind of taught, unless you're a hundred percent, don't risk it. There's too much money at stake. These, right. days, these mm-hmm. contracts, right? Like Ben Simmons, when he's at his best might be the fastest six, nine guy from end to end with the ball in his hands in the NBA. And as I said, when they got him, he fits. If Kyrie is out there, if KD is out there, what better player to pair with those two than a pass-first dude who can run with anybody, who can rebound, get it off the glass, and go? And, yes, I know your biggest issue, and it's my biggest issue with him, too. He can't shoot the basketball. But if you put him with four guys who can, Bob, Maybe it can work. And Joe Harris makes three. He's back after missing a year. And that's the only reason he's out there is the opposite reason why Simmons is out there. (laughs) Simmons is out there to pass the ball, and Harris is out there to do nothing more than shoot the ball. I saw some numbers I didn't realize. I mean, this modern age of of statistical world and analytical world that we live in uh, never ceases to amaze me. Um, it turns out that there is a a, 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 note, a annotation about who how many people set up threes for people, and that Simmons, of course, is the leading three point setter upper around. <laughs> He'll be even better this year. Yeah. So well, I, that being the case, that being the case, and and if all other things are equal, which of course with the Nets they certainly were not last year, um, then yes, he he, he is a. A, a very intriguing fit for them. Well, I mean, if it does work and if he's able to uh, 
maintain his passion for the game. And we certainly hope that he feels good in all aspects. Uh, look out, man. I mean, look out. I, if, I mean, this team three to me, goes to the top of the line with Milwaukee. There's three big ifs, though, Gary. Oh, three no, big yeah. ifs. Yeah, yeah. Mentally yeah. and physically, with yeah. all three of their top players, you have six ifs total, right? Yeah. Three, three mental, three physical. Now, what I will say, too, with Ben Simmons that he gives them is an elite defender playing alongside one of the worst defenders uh, in the NBA, the guard position, Kyrie Irving. No. It'll be interesting. And, and once again, Mr. Ant Nash is going to have to earn his money as he, as he poor guy, as poor he guy. Well, poor guy, but you know, he, is it worth it? Nash made enough money. Like, oh, yeah. is it really worth If you're okay, Steve Jack, Nash right now, it's not about the money. It's about run getting, a soccer team, coach yeah. a soccer team. It's gotta be easier. Or maybe play. No, no, it's, it's about uh, getting out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's it. It's about getting out of the house. They don't know what else to do. I will say this, that for the game, what you mentioned, and the game that we all love, is that if you have a pass-oriented offense, it's just a pleasure to watch. Yeah. And it's just so much fun to watch. And we've seen it work. And when it works, and people win titles, and you've seen it with Golden State, you've seen it with the Lakers in the past, you've seen it with the Celtics. It's just uh, from that aspect, I'm glad to see this because it's going to set – it's going to set a tone and other teams will do it. They'll go, look what the Nets are doing. Yes. And that's the basketball we love to watch. I, I don't know. I mean, again, I, I think you got a lot of question marks here, but uh, what I, what I will say is if you put out a lineup of KD healthy, KD, Kyrie, Ben Simmons, uh, Joe Harris, and Seth Curry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, well, right? I, I always mean, think when, 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 but just to maybe get off track a little bit, when Bob mentioned, you know, or, or Jeff, you said that he can't shoot the ball. Uh, I always think of Rajan Rondo and what a wasted career that was because Rajan could have been the greatest point guard without a shot ever. And now we may be saying that about Simmons, where Rondo was magical. It was different. Basketball. Huh? Like, Rondo eventually did at least shoot the three or tried to. Yeah, he did. He did, but ben, it wasn't necessary. Ben won't try right. it, and 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 that's the baffling. Like you, you would watch Rondo in in, in practice, preseason warmups, even, and he'd make a bunch of threes, and you'd be like, "All right, why isn't he shooting it?" He would. They dare him. They play him at the foul line. He would shoot it, and and basically take it upon himself to say, "F you, I'm going to show you at times when you disrespect me." Ben Simmons doesn't do that. If they they play him at the foul line, Ben Simmons still wants to drive it. Instead of shooting, and I've never understood it. Because again, I've seen him play for about 10 years now. I've never understood how somebody hasn't found a way to push the button to say, hey, Ben, if you're not shooting the three, you're not playing. You're not playing. Like, we're not playing you because we can't win in the postseason unless you show you can at least make, you know, a, an open three. It's not just a three. It's it's any face-up shot at all. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. not just a three. Could be a five-footer. Right. And, and, you know, it's 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 non-layups we're talking about. And, you know, he's a, he's a unique. I mean, it, seriously, all kidding aside, I, I, you know, this is a unique commodity. I respect the strengths. He does have enormous respect as a defensive player. He can push the ball. Um, he, he, he has assets. 
it's just an amazing plus minus that that uh, uh, unlike anything we've ever seen to the extreme that it exists. I mean, there have been other players, obviously, who are better on, uh, far out there because of their defense as opposed to their offense and vice versa. But this the extremes of both are unprecedented in NBA history. Well, is it, is it, I'm going to I'm going to see if I can get Bob Ryan to really blush on this one. But is it crazy to think that if this guy did have a jump shot, that he could be a poor man's magic? I just were I was hope that's exactly where I was going. And as you were speaking, was, yeah, we'd be talking about magic. And if I think possibly. You know, at least that, right, that's the poor man's magic. Yes, that is exactly what he could be if he would, you know, have some average ability to face right. basketball, some average professional ability. And it's a, it's a strange mix. And I know I, I just, but, but Jeff's right. Nobody's able to, been able to have the gumption or the, or the wherewithal or the ability to get him to do it. And I, 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 I you know, I was screaming after his freshman, freshman, <laughs> after his rookie year, you know, that they should lock him in the gym for three hours with an armed guard for three hours a day or doing all during the, uh, the offseason and, and make him shoot the belt. Jeff, has there ever have you heard of any reason why? I mean, is there some underlying and I'm not joking. I'm not when it comes to mental health, because obviously that's what this is. I don't joke about that. But is there some. Is a different event? dude. Is yeah, it, he, is there an event? I remember spending. I spent the whole day with him. His first uh, game, he played uh, at LSU, and we did a feature on him. Uh, and I spent a lot of time with him that day. And he is a likable kid. Now he's a little different. Like I don't know if it's false confidence, but he's got it. Like he's got a lot of swagger, a lot of swagger. Like we were playing pool that morning. And he thought he was the greatest pool player that ever lived um, and, and was talking that way. But again, like uh, if you get to know him, he's actually a likable kid. I just feel like nobody's been able to really get to know him. And he, he does not have the greatest reputation for work ethic off the court, off the court. Not like he'll work in practice when he's there but more getting him in the gym and working on that shot 24-7 to make him uh, have that right. confidence shooting the ball. And, and, you know, listen, if there's anybody that should be able to get it out of him, it's Kevin Durant, right? Like if there's anybody, maybe coaches can't do it, whether it's Brett Brown um, or, or, or Doc or whoever, maybe the coaches couldn't do it. But you're telling me if Kevin Durant says to Ben Simmons, hey, man, you have to shoot a three a game. I don't care. You have to shoot it. I'm going to yell at you when, when you're wide open to shoot the ball. Maybe Ben Simmons yeah. does it for well, a guy like How about like this, that. Jeff? How about if you're Kevin Durant, you go, listen, this is the way you have to do it. Is you go, okay, Ben, after practice, we're locking the gym. Just you and me. Yeah. Yeah. Just you and yeah. me. That's it. Because you can't bully him in the shooting during a game. He's not going to do it. But just you and me in the and practice, he, baby steps. He didn't get along with Embiid very well. So so that dynamic that that was different. Yeah. So Joel could never get get him to yeah. do something you, like you're that. You're not going to get to this kid by by yelling at him or, you know, but you got to right. go, look, let's go to the gym, baby steps. That's where you got to do it with this kid. Yeah. No, I, I think KD's his best hope right now. And if Ke Kevin Durant can't get to him and Steve Nash can't get to him 
to be able to shoot the three. I, I think we're probably looking at a, at a guy who is ultimately is what he is right now. And that's what he's going to be for the, for the remainder of his career. All right, guys, let's move on right now. Another player that's returning is Kawhi Leonard. 16 minutes last night. He missed a bunch of time with an ACL. Um, Bob, do you expect this injury to hamper him at all? Oh, I would, obviously, I'm not a doctor. I, you, you, you have to be a little wary of that he won't be the exact same player that he was. But, but he's one of those guys who knows how to play so well. This is, this is a consummate, intelligent, uh, uh, resourceful basketball player. He will figure out what, what he's got to work with and how to work with it as well as anyone could. That's what I think. So I think he's going to resume his status as a, as a, a, a very important player in this league and on that team. And, and uh, uh, whether it's going to translate into, you know, what it, exactly what it was, uh, I don't know, but I think it's going to make them a, a significantly better team. I mean, listen, we forget how good Kawhi was right no before he got hurt, before he got hurt and did all the, the, you know, the load management and all that, like Kawhi Leonard, you can make a case was the best player in the NBA, best two-way player at yep. that point. Yep. And I mean, he, he is just unique, unique because of how he approaches everything too. you know, doesn't care about any of the, the fanfare or any of that just right. wants to work. Right. Uh, and I think he got a bad rap for the load management because people felt like he didn't want to play. Like people were questioning his commitment to playing. And I think Kawhi is the opposite. I, I think he's completely committed, and that's all he cares about is playing ball. The question is, can this Clippers team do anything now with, with two guys that have notorious – they've been hurt a lot, right? I mean, between Paul George and Kawhi, yeah. you don't know. But, but you look at most of the NBA stars right now, and you're saying that about most of these dudes right now, is like, are they going to be available? Um, but, I mean, here's your starting five. Is, is this good enough? Kawhi, after missing a year. Paul George, after missing part of the year last year. And then Reggie Jackson, Norman Powell, and, and Zubak. Like, those, that's probably your starting five. Like, I just – maybe I'm crazy. I, I just don't see that starting five being a, a threat, a threat to win the Western Conference. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, no, it's two on five. It's yeah. two on five. I mean, you don't – yeah, no, it's not there. I, they need help. I mean, he's good. I can't believe you're disparaging the the Bob Ryan's Boston College Eagles and Reggie Jackson. Yeah, I know. I almost said Reggie who, but I mean, you know. Listen, listen. So speaking of, out of context here, I'm I'm very pleased with the career he's had. I, I was happy just that he even got in the league. And yeah. obviously he's, you know, he's going to retire as a rich man. And uh, and he, he's been a he's been a good player. Yeah. yeah. I just but never is good enough? I, I never he's understood coming off the bench, Bob. That's where if you have Reggie Jackson as your first guard off the bench yeah, yeah. And, and, and Norman Powell as your first wing off the bench, then you got a team that can maybe contend. I just don't think they have enough yeah. around the, the yeah. they're and big they're, two. They'll be they could be an annoying team at night and right. any given night, you know. That'd it'll be, be good to have Kawhi back though. Like that'll be nice for the league. It's just good for the league. I mean, yeah. that's the thing. That's where I'm at now. Is that yes. what, like like that's why with Simmons with the Nets, Cleveland get better. I just, you know, of course I'm a Celtics fan, but when you have I just want the games to be good. You know, oh, Simmons, like, Davis, Anthony Davis, yes. Kawhi. Yes. Like we were without a bunch of really good players. I, yes. I want I like stars. I like good players, you yeah. know. Um, all right, guys, quick break here, then we'll get to the Celtics. 
Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You got the latest odds, news, and sports developments. Uh, NFL scores, fight updates, NFL odds. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and, of course, your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's really easy to get started. So head to the website today or use the mobile device or the promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% off. Welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Okay, you want to look good, you want to feel good. Here we go with Athletic Greens. Uh, stuff tastes good. It's lifestyle friendly and it contains less than one gram of sugar. No GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything. And as I mentioned, uh, the taste is right there for you. It supports better sleep and quality recovery mental clarity, and alertness. Uh, it costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew haver. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. Athletic Greens. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Visit athleticgreens.com slash hoops. Okay, so, uh, Bob, was it weird to see a Blake Griffin in green? Yeah, sure. Um, it wasn't a name that had come into my consciousness as possible guy. Uh, you know, we were kicking some names around uh, before uh, – you know, to a month ago, two months, and 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 uh, I didn't think about him. Let's see. I'm. I don't know. I don't have. Uh, you know, he only shot. You know, he had a not a great obviously year last year with the Nets. But interesting thing to me, guys, was um, his initial reaction to coming here, uh, and what a you know welcoming atmosphere and the good vibes in the locker room, uh, in parentheses, as opposed to. The, uh, dysfunctional nets that he just left. Uh, he's, happy, he's going to be a happy camper in that regard. I take him, uh, don't you guys, at his word that he will accept the role. He un oh, yeah. totally understands his oh, totally. Lot, lot in life now yeah, and yes. respects the team that he's going to and the players, the young players that he's going to be backing up, et cetera, et cetera. Um, uh, yeah, and that he could be a very good fit. This was the first name I, I thought of, honestly, when um when they needed a guy yeah when they needed a, a front court guy even more when robert williams got hurt or even before that because i know robert williams is gonna get hurt so uh, <laughs> to be honest it was one of those where yeah everybody's talking luke Cornette, and and i was saying no you have to have a veteran here and i think blake has really matured and you can see it with obviously how his game has matured poor you know kids these days that are, you know, 12, 13, 14, they have no idea, like, what a freak Blake was. Right. Blake was like the ultimate freak, you know, and and now his body ha has failed him, and he can't really jump, and he's turned into a guy that, like, you know, kind of shoots threes, plays hard, hustles, just an energy guy, so if he can be that. Takes charges. I realized, I didn't realize to the extent to which yep. he was, uh, he, he's famed and become known for that. Uh, which is a nice attribute to bring to a team. So, uh, yeah, it's an interesting fit. And, and he's vocal. He's vocal now. Like, I like that. And I think he's like a happy-go-lucky vocal. I always love Blake. I Again, seeing him since he was the first time I ever saw Blake, 
mm-hmm. was when he went up in AU ball against Hashim Tabit. <laughs> and and Hashim headbutted him, headbutted Blake in the game, and Blake took it to him. I think he put up like 36 and 25 against <laughs> Hashim Tabit. And uh, I remember Scott Drew, Baylor coach, was watching that game with me. Uh, that day it was in a tournament in, I think, Houston. Uh, but I, I really like Blake. I think, again, he'll completely accept his role um, to get out of Brooklyn and have a chance to maybe win a title. And, you know, listen, we look down now, and, and let's let's look at this Celtics roster. All right, let's look at it and how it's changed from, from the end of last year. Right. Okay? You've got – you're bringing in Brogdon, but you've still got Smart, Jalen, Tatum, Horford, Robert Williams, Grant Williams, Pritchard, and Derek White. Those are the same. Am I missing anybody? That's eight. Top eight are the same, correct? Yep. So you basically got rid of what? Daniel Tice, Neesmith, Langford. Who am I forgetting? Uh, anybody? Well, uh, it's Schroeder. You know. He was gone, though. He was yeah, gone. gone. Your, your points will take it. The roster's better. It's better. The it's better. better. I mean, Tice, Neesmith, Langford for, for yeah. Brog, Brogdon and Blake. You yeah, take the, the that in two better. seconds. The now, you better. don't have Robert Williams healthy, but you never knew you were going to have you Robert Williams that. healthy. Yeah. No, the roster's better. My, here's my thing is that, hey, Bob, I'll start with you on this one. Let's roll the coach into this, okay? Mm-hmm. So now you have yeah. 34-year-old Joe Missoula. Blake is a year younger than him. Was there any consideration to bring in Blake because he could be a coach on the floor? I doubt that. I, I doubt that. It'll just be a locker room pre- presence. Well, that's what that's I mean. What an older mean. guy. I, yes. I mean, yeah, an, an older guy, 33. The coach is 34. No, they played be. against each other. I, I, you, they you, played you, against it. Yeah. Oh, they did? College. Okay, go in ahead. college. Oh, in college. Okay, so they know each other. I mean, barely. But they oh, okay. listen, the bottom line is, Blake, yes, a veteran is good with this team because if things go bad, which you could see happening early in the season, you're going to need not Luke Cornett's not going to step forward. Sam Hauser's not going to step right. forward. You're going to need guys who have been there that are strong enough with their presence. And I think Blake Griffin can do that because Al might not be that guy, right? We know Al. He's super quiet. He's not, he may not say anything. Hey, guys, like we got to stay together through this. Brogdon, super quiet. Blake has a little bit more shit to him. Uh, you mentioned Hauser. Do you, you are you totally skeptical? Yes, until you make any shots when the game matters. Sure, I mean he can shoot the hell out of it in practice. Well, you know, he, like but, he, went but four, when, he went four for five in, in his, you know, little. Uh, oh, here we go. Wait, wait, wait. Who else? Remember a few years ago, Bob? Yeah, I know eight. I know eight, <laughs> eight of them in one quarter. I know. Hey, anytime somebody does anything in preseason, that's just the ultimate tease. All I say is Carson Edwards to Bob oh, every man. time. I know you're right. All right, all right. My bad. I never said anything. We never had this conversation. No, but this. Listen, Sam Hauser <laughs> can do this. He can. Is he ever going to do this when it matters? Like, is Sam Hauser or Luke Cornett? Are they ever going to be players that really contribute in key wins? or are guys that you would actually expect to play minutes in a playoff game. Until that happens, I don't care. I'd rather see Blake Griffin. Oh, I, I, all I know is it's only his second year. So yes. Yes. Um, so how do we feel overall, though? Because 
Should if I'm a Celtic fan, and I'll ask Bob, then I'll, I'll ask Jeff, and we'll wrap it up. If I'm a Celtic fan and I'm really optimistic after the finals last year, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Simmons is back with the Nets. Cleveland is better, right? With the deal that's been made. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Milwaukee's healthy. Atlanta's I better. A, I have a 34-year-old coach. I got Stoudemire also on the bench, okay? And now, and Gallinari's hurt. How much of the Celtic team personality Bob has changed, and is it enough to me to be concerned that they won't be as good as last year? Well, I factor in one other thing, and and there's two things. One is I'm not like, I, I look at things differently than a lot of fans, I think, but we'll get to that. But secondly, um, the experience of any sport of almost climbing to the mountain and making the assumption, the fan make the assumption, well, they're going to do it again uh, automatically and then finding out it's not the case. And this is true in every sport. Uh, you know, just the fact that they went to the finals last year doesn't automatically mean that they're going to be making the same run next year. Things are no, I'm 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 wary of that. I I don't get into that at all. I I, I always have tempered my enthusiasm. I'm cautiously optimistic, and and you cited a reason. The competition is clearly improved. And one other thing we have to be honest about, and that is, uh, Milwaukee didn't have Middleton. And I mean, it's that simple. And and I'm a person. I, I get so angry when people dismiss injury. Well, everybody has injuries uh, and it's an excuse. No, it's not an excuse. It's a reason. And, and that is so Milwaukee has every reason to feel they would have beaten the Celtics if they had had Middleton, in my opinion. So that you, you have to give them, you know, so it, it, they're in the mix. That's all I ask. And that's all I expect. They're in the mix. They will definitely, I don't see how they won't be in the mix. Hey, Robert, Robert, will you be staying up late tonight? It, tonight is uh, Tuesday night, and uh, there is something on tonight at 10 o'clock Eastern time that you need to stay up for. Or you could catch it Thursday at 3 o'clock Eastern time, which might be more your speed. Uh, I'm sorry. What? And this is like a circle. You have to watch one of these games, Bob. You Like, you have to. Okay, so either 10 o'clock tonight or Thursday at 3 o'clock Eastern time. You must clear your schedule to watch Victor Wembenyama against Scoot Henderson on ESPN2. They're playing in Vegas. Victor Wembenyama is a seven foot three Frenchman who will be the number one pick most likely next year. And he plays at a, at, for a club out of, right outside of Paris. Mm-hmm. The number two pick will likely be Scoot Henderson, who is a Derek Rose esque point guard, 6'5. Who plays for G League Ignite? You might be seeing the number one and two picks next year. Every NBA team will be there in Vegas. They're playing twice, <laughs> and you've got to watch these two kids. Have to. All right. Well, thank you for the tip. Thank you very much. Yep. There you go. We got it. Like we got it. it. <laughs> uh, Bob, to, to wrap things up here, uh, Jeff, are you good on the Celtics? Did I cut you off? Or are you good if you said? Oh, we're good. Yeah. Good. Okay. okay. Um, the Suns lost to, as Bob pointed out, to the Adelaide 36ers, a team in Australia. <laughs> a seventh, you know, I, I just, look, at what's it mean? Well, they, but I was stunned, you know. I mean, uh, you expect this is going to be a perfunctory uh, show, uh, you know, game, and it wasn't. Uh, it was about threes. They, they bombed threes. There were a couple of guys that that um, uh, Jeff is familiar with, Craig Randall and and uh, uh, Frank's first, Robert Frank's, 
uh, uh, Randall was nine for 17 on threes and Franks was six for 10 on threes. Um, but it just, I could see, you know, if they lost to a notable team or a first place team or somebody you heard of, but the Adelaide 76ers, 36ers, by 36ers. the way, the 36ers refers to the fact that the um, uh, South, the, excuse me, the colony of South Australia was proclaimed on the 28th of December, 1836. Uh, Hence the nickname. Is <laughs> anybody asking? Uh, you know who's in the crowd? You know who's in the crowd watching the game, right, Bob? Andrew Gaze. Andrew Gaze, yes. I love Andrew. Yeah, I, it was I, awesome. I, I had his acquaintanceship over a couple of tournaments. He was fun to be around. Yeah. Um, anyway, the Suns, you know, I mean, I had a stun the Suns. The score was 134, 124. Suns didn't guard. but And, you know, and I'm sure they're not going to get stressed over it. It was a nice little, but just, just I'm sure it brightened the day for all those folks down there in Adelaide. I'll say that. And to wrap it up, it's a good day to be Tyler Hero when a guy like that, <laughs> it's a good player, makes 130 million. Jeff Goodman, your thoughts? Oh, I, I don't even, I'm almost speechless on that. And I like Tyler Hero. He, he's a good player, but that is a uh, shit ton of money to give to Tyler Hero right now if you're Pat Riley. But listen, a lot of times right now, uh, if you don't give it to him, you're going to lose him and, and, and get nothing for him in a few years. So you got to, you know, again, you got to try to keep this group together if you're Miami. And, and Hero is talented, um, but that's a lot of money. To and don't dismiss there. Miami in this discussion that we were having earlier. Exactly. Right. That's right. Never, never sleep on Miami. No, nope. no, nope. you're right. You're right. Guys, always a pleasure. Uh, Bob, we'll talk to you again next week. Jeff, we'll see you again next week. Brought to you by Bet Online, the number one source for all your better use of sports info, and by Athletic Greens. Okay, guys, we'll see you later. Terrific, guys.